The teams are in Vegas. Dick Fane is alive and well. How are you, Dick? Oh, doing well, boys. Super Bowl week. Here we are. Are you in Vegas, Dick? No, no, no. We we only go when the Seahawks are in uh, in the Super Bowl. So I've been uh, I've been I've done Super Bowl media row three times. The yeah. three times that the uh, the Seahawks have been there, and uh, you know it's fun. And one of the times I went home for the game and watched it with my family, and that was the time that the Seahawks won. And then the uh, two times I stayed. The Seahawks lost, and then I obviously went and saw the Huskies play in the national championship a few weeks ago, and they lost. So I'm starting to think, well, if I stay for a big game, my team is going to lose. So maybe it's better that I just stay home. I love those theories we get that we're the the curse on our own (laughs) teams. (laughs) Got to sit in a certain spot or not go to the game. But uh, for Kansas City and San Francisco fans, what what sort of storylines are dominating the build-up, Dick? Well, I think uh, the Mahomes legacy storyline is uh, is obviously dominating uh, some of the talk because if Mahomes wins, he will have three rings at age 28. Now, Tom Brady also had three rings at age 28, but then Tom Brady didn't win another one for nine years. So the talk then will be, my goodness, Patrick Mahomes has nine years to beat Tom Brady to four rings. And so I think that the, the Mahomes legacy is certainly a talking point. Obviously, the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing is big. It's not going away. Um, it'll probably be big and talked about uh, during the game, after the game as well. Taylor Swift making her way from uh, from Japan to the football game. But, uh, you know, I think it, there's no no real controversies. Both teams very, very close to the vest. They don't have – neither team really has outspoken players on their team. So you don't have to worry about somebody sticking their foot in their mouth and saying something stupid and motivating the other team. Both of these teams have been here before. They know what it's like. I, I just kind of like the – I like the veteran atmosphere, the veteran coaches of these guys. Both of these coaches have been to Super Bowls. Andy Reid has obviously won multiple Super Bowls. So, I mean, it, it's just uh, – I think it's just – we're just focusing on football, which is great. Yeah, I think most teams like to fly under the radar, Dick. And can you fill us in about? Is it all about the Kansas City Chief and what you just spoke about then, and the and the the Forty Niners just sitting back and it's easier for them to prepare, or is there a lot of spotlight on them? I think it might be easier for the Forty Niners to prepare. I, I would agree with that. Um, I do think the Forty Niners have more pressure on them, though. I mean, the the Forty Niners, uh, Kyle Kyle Shanahan has not broken through with a championship and the 49ers have not won a championship since 1994. We're seeing that all over um, social media. We're seeing all over that, you know, ESPN bottom line ticker, you know, the 49ers are five and two all times in Super Bowls, but dot, 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 they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1994. So we're talking about 30 years since this proud franchise, the San Francisco 49ers have won a Super Bowl. And they've had this window now guys for three, four years where they've been, if not the best team in the NFC, certainly one of the top two or three teams in the NFC every single year, and yet they have not been able to win the Super Bowl. They got close, obviously, with a 10-point lead against this Chiefs team back right before COVID in 2020. Uh, they had an opportunity to uh, to beat the Rams. They were not able to 
uh, hold on to an interception by Matthew Stafford that was thrown right into the hands of Jaquiski Tart. If he picks that ball off, they're going back to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Instead, they don't, and the Rams go. So it's been a lot of close, but not being able to accomplish it for San Francisco. So I do think that there's more pressure on them than there is on Kansas City, who's already been there and done that. Dick, how do they deal with this part? I feel like in in any big game, the playing the part is the, that's the easiest part of of, of the game. Yeah. It, it, that's where they're most comfortable. But how do they deal with this preparation and and the excitement and the build up and everything that comes with you know the Super Bowl? Well, I think every coach is different on how he handles it, but I do know, you know, we, we actually had Andy Reid on our radio show last week because he's uh, good friends with Mike Holmgren, who we do a weekly show with. Mike Holmgren obviously uh, won a Super Bowl with the Packers, uh, took the Packers to another Super Bowl, took the Seahawks to a Super Bowl, their first ever one in, uh, in the 2005 season. And Mike Holmgren actually gave Andy Reid his Super Bowl schedule, what he used when he was in Green Bay, what he used when he was in Seattle. And Andy told us last week, he said, We're, I'm using your old schedule. He says, I'm using, I'm to a T. I am just going down. It works for, it worked for you. You know, Andy was his assistant uh, on, on those Green Bay teams. And he said, it works. It worked for me when I was in Philadelphia. It's worked for me in Kansas City. And so he just goes through that. Pete Carroll has mentioned that, uh, when he was with the Seahawks and they were going to their back-to-back Super Bowls, he actually practiced the 40-minute halftime. He actually took his team into the locker room and practiced what it would be like to have a 40-minute halftime. I mean, that's twice as long as you're used to. And so just having that repetition going into the game, it, it makes it a lot more normal when you have to do it for real. Okay, so the betting, uh, San Francisco... Two point favourites we have minus two or a dollar seventy seven head to head. Kansas City two dollars five head to head plus two. Uh, just on our text line, Dick, the 49ers are absolute morals. Their defence only have to shut down Kelsey and Pacheco if KC has to rely rely on Marquez Valdez Scantling to catch footballs. They're in trouble, uh, says Graham at Currajong. From what I can gather, though, Dick, everyone seems to be on Kansas City, but the line's not really moving in their direction. So. Is it fair to say a lot of the pros actually are happy to take San Francisco? Yes, I, I think the pros are, are happy to take San Francisco. This is a big split, though. Um, usually we have a, a pros team and a, and a public team, a public side in the Super Bowl. And, boy, I've, I've heard a lot of, of pros on both sides. I've heard a lot of the public on both sides. I would say the public is leaning toward Kansas City, which would lead me to believe that there are probably more pros on San Francisco than there are on Kansas City. I would I would disagree with the texture in one in one sense uh, that, you know, Rishi Rice has been really, really solid for Kansas City the last few weeks. Uh, he has become a second year budding star wide receiver. So they really don't have to rely a lot on Marquez Valdez-Scandling and Justin Watson and all these other guys that, you know, Mark, Nicole Hardman, all these other guys that have really done nothing for them all season long. Rice has stepped up and become a really nice second option for Patrick Mahomes behind Travis Kelsey. So you really have three weapons now. You got Rice, you got Kelsey, and then of course uh, Isaiah Pacheco, and I do like Pacheco and, uh, and his his number uh, to go over. I've got it. I bet him at over 67 and a half rushing yards for this game. 
If you're Kansas City then, Dick, with your defence, are you more concerned about their running game or are you more worried about putting pressure on Purdy? I'm much more concerned about the rush, uh, the, the rushing game. Uh, Purdy is elusive, so even if you do bring heat on him, he is able to escape. We saw a really nice run where uh, it looked like he was dead to rights in the NFC Championship game for a sack. He was able to squirt through and, and run for 20 yards or so. I like Purdy's rushing odds. I've seen anywhere from 11.5 to 13 yards. So you can take a look at that on your prop bets. Uh, I, think, uh, I think Brock Purdy does get a couple of scrambles for maybe seven or eight yards apiece, and that would put him over that that number wherever it is between 11 and a half and 13 uh but yeah objective number one for kansas city will be stopping the running game of christian mccaffrey and or debo samuel debo will run some he'll also catch some but uh this this san francisco offense is going to rest solely on the shoulders of christian mccaffrey and anything brock purdy does in the passing game it's going to be off the running game preferably for them off the play action game where the play action game meaning the fake handoff to christian mccaffrey the Chiefs defense bites, thinks it's a run play, and Purdy has got some time in the pocket. If Kansas City does a good job shutting down that running game or limiting that running game, they're not going to bite as hard as on those on those play-action plays. And we know Kansas City's cornerbacks are very, very good. Both of them are very, very good. One of them played at the University of Washington, we know very well, in Trent McDuffie. And so I don't think Brock Purdy can just rely on throwing the ball 40 times to win this football game. As far as the MVP is concerned, and you mentioned McCaffrey, I'm just trying to think who we can bet on outside the quarterbacks. History tells you running backs just do not win a Super Bowl MVP, but McCaffrey's different, and he's on the third line of betting at $5. Travis Kelsey's next at 16 Then it's uh, you're looking at 26 for Debo Samuel, 25 to 1. Who would you bet on if not either of the quarterbacks for MVP? I think you named the two. Uh, the, the first two you named there. I don't think five to one is terrible on Christian McCaffrey because if San Francisco were to win the game, I, Christian McCaffrey has to have a big game. I, I just I don't see how San Francisco wins with Christian McCaffrey getting the ball. 18 times for 65 yards and a touchdown. I I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey needs to be upwards of 90, 100 yards, one, one and a half touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's where he needs to be. And then you need the complimentary Debo Samuel with five or six carries, five or six catches, get Debo the ball 12 times, get McCaffrey the ball 20 times. That's how San Francisco wins the football game. So I do like McCaffrey. And then, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday. It, does Travis Kelsey have a better chance to win the MVP because of the Taylor Swift thing? And everybody, God, look how great it would be. Travis would get the MVP award on the field. Travis, you know, Taylor Swift is right next to him. Or does it hurt his chances? Because every, the voters will be like, no, we can't. I mean, this we can't have this this story. You know, we can't have the Taylor Swift story intermixed with the MVP story. I'm not sure. That being said, Kelsey's got to have a big game. McCaffrey has to have a big game for, for San Francisco to win. I think Travis Kelsey has to have a big game unless Kansas City can just run all over him with Pacheco. And San Francisco's run defense has not been very good the last two games. Aaron Jones, 18 carries for 108 yards in the Packers game in week one of the playoffs. And then following that up with David Montgomery, 15 carries for 93 yards in the next in the next game. So 
if Pacheco can get up there around 100 yards and you can ride him, then you don't need as huge a game from Travis Kelsey. That being said, I bet Pacheco over. I bet Travis Kelsey over as well in both receptions and uh, and yards. I just can't get away from the quarterback stick. And I, I'll look at Patrick Mahomes and the legacy that he'll cement if he goes on and wins this Super Bowl, and he's been there and done it before. What what type of personality is Brock Purdy? And, and, and would he be able to handle the environment that he's about to face on Sunday? And, you know, what has he done throughout the year when he's been under pressure? He's done a nice job. Uh, I've been critical of Purdy on the air only because – when he is put into those MVP conversations, I'm like, come on. I mean, Brock, Kirk, Brock Purdy is largely a product of the San Francisco environment. However, that being said, he has talent. He's not a backup quarterback in the NFL. He is a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. He would succeed to a certain level on just about any team in the in the NFL. But he is in the perfect situation in San Francisco with that offense and those weapons around him. But I do like his demeanor. He is very understated. He is very under the radar. Um, I don't think he likes the spotlight, but I think he's comfortable with the spotlight. I mean, he played college football at Iowa State. I mean, it, just in the middle of nowhere, guys. <laughs> I mean, throw a dart in the middle of America and you'll hit Iowa, you'll hit Iowa City where he played uh, college football. So... Um, he's just a, a guy that I think can handle the pressure of this game. I'm more, as far as pressure goes, I'm more worried about Kyle Shanahan than I am about Brock Purdy handling the pressure. Because remember, not only did Kyle Shanahan lose to the Chiefs in 2020 blowing a 10-point lead, who was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when they blew a 28-3 lead to Tom Brady? Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has blown two double-digit leads in the Super Bowl. So you better believe the pressure is going to be on his shoulders on Sunday. So just reiterating who wins the Super Bowl, Dick. Give me Kansas City. Um, I think it's a game that's going to rely on the run games for both teams, which means I think the game goes rapidly. Both these two offenses are good enough to hit their respective overs. Uh, I just saw yesterday it was Kansas City at 24.5 for their team total. Uh, San Francisco 24 and a half for their team total as well. But I think the way the game is going to be played, I think it's going to be a little closer to the vest, a lot of running. And when that happens, the clock moves faster, right? You have less plays and neither of these teams play at a very fast pace. In fact, San Francisco is one of the slowest paces in the NFL as far as plays per minute run. Kansas City's in the middle. So that's why I'm going to bet the under. Not because I don't think these offenses are capable. I just don't think there's going to be as many plays to get this game up to a you know 30 to 27 or 33 to 30 type football game. Give me Kansas City close by three. Oh, I'm thinking like a 23 20 uh, type football game, but I think it's going to be a, a fabulous game. I would be surprised if either team wins by you know double digits. And just in the NBA, a massive blow for the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid, who was uh, on the MVP path once again, but uh, he's had to have surgery on a knee issue, a meniscus, and he's out for at least four weeks after surgery, Dick. Yeah, and I really liked how Philadelphia was playing as well. Um, they've set themselves up pretty well up till recently when Joel was hurt. I mean, they're just four and six in their last 10 games, but they were playing really good basketball, as good as anybody uh, maybe saved Boston in the entire Eastern Conference. And now Cleveland's been the hot team uh, winning, I think, uh, you know, 14, 14 out of 15, 14 in a row, something like that. Cleveland's been very good. I still like the Sixers in the long run if they can get Joel Embiid back. 
I think they're a scary team to face in the playoffs. If they can get Joel Embiid back and healthy going into April, then I consider them a, a legitimate contender in the Eastern Conference. But if he's a shell of himself or can't get back, obviously the Sixers' chances of making the finals are over. Thanks so much, mate. We might check in before the Super Bowl on our Monday morning. Sounds good. Let's do it.